It says marijuana should remain criminalized because of its putrid odor. Polling compiled by the University of North Florida showed that most Floridians want the adult use of marijuana to be legal in Sunshine State. That's certainly not the case. In fact, under state law, the possession of up to 20 grams of cannabis is punished by $1,000 fine up to a year in prison. Okay, so uh, this is definitely the strategy. If you're looking to convince Joe Rogan of something, if you're like, hey, how do I get Joe Rogan on board to thinking that DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, is a little fash? Well, I could come at an angle where, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, the don't say gay bill uh, actually is a little bit oppressive to LGBTQ plus people, probably wouldn't work too well. But if you're like, hey, Joe Rogan, uh, DeSantis doesn't like weed because he thinks like the dank stash, it doesn't smell very well. And all of a sudden you can just see like in his eyes, like something lights up, you know, it's like, This is something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, Trump versus DeSantis in 2024. Who's the favorite? Who do you think wins? I don't know. Do you think that happens? It seems like they're they're, they're positioning that, right? But, see, but wouldn't the ultimate be they combine? They combine forces. But if DeSantis never thinks- Never going to do that. You don't they're, think so? No. Tr Trump's ego, he would never team up. He's already been- Whoa, Kyle Sayre. Wait, is this the first time any of you have seen uh, blonde Kyle Kalinske? Because that's been that's been a while now. <laughs> shitting on him for the past, like, month. Yeah, but he shit on people before and brought them into the fold. Think about all the shit that- Apparently you need to schedule tweets to tweet right now. Uh, is Twitter dead? Schedule tweet. All right, so I sent a tweet that's supposed to arrive in the next minute. We'll see if this works. Let's test the system. The error I got is you were over the daily limit. I didn't get an error. It said it sent. It, it worked. <laughs> you can schedule tweets to tweet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you were over the daily limit for sending tweets. <laughs> Right when I was trying to steal, <laughs> steal the remnants, <laughs> denied. Uh, a crumb, a crumb of cross promotion, please. <laughs> he said to Ted Cruz and all those other people. Yeah, but the difference is Ted Cruz cucked himself to Trump. Oh, so Ted bad. bent the knee after Good job, Elon. Oh, and sad. what happened was that was actually a really interesting story. So he went to the RNC and he said, vote your conscience. Thanks, Dr. Which basically Gamble. was like, I didn't get 1984. He was saying, do whatever you want. I'm not, like, I'm not endorsing him. Mm -hmm. Then he got a phone call from his billionaire uh, donor daddy, uh, Robert Mercer, I think his name is. And he was like, your tweet showed up on my feed. Remember who you I'm, I'm sending another scheduled mm. tweet. And so Ted fell in line. To say, and, and then he, the he was phone banking for Trump with that Weasley face on, like, yeah, vote for Donald Trump. And so he fell in line. <laughs> he fell in line. And so I, I don't think- DeSantis look, is not going to do that. I mean, if, if he's smart, I don't think he would. Look, if you had a straight-up race, just Trump versus DeSantis, I actually think DeSantis could win that. But the problem for DeSantis is this. There's already a bunch of other assholes who nobody cares about who are jumping in the race who are going to get 2%, 3%, and that all comes out of DeSantis's numbers and not Trump's numbers. Mm. So if you have a race with 10 different Republicans, nine of them are not Donald Trump. Nine of them are splitting the non-Donald Trump vote, and there's one Trump mm. who can win with 29% of the vote or something like that, right. which is likely— which is like Nikki Haley. She seems like she's going to run. She's a fucking total donor creation. Nobody gives a fuck about her. She's been told by rich people, yeah, you're the one. Go ahead. She's going to get destroyed, right? But she runs. Mike Pompeo, he wants to run. Uh, John Bolton, he wants... Like, all these people are going to run. And then if you have all of them and DeSantis and Trump, you're handing it over to Trump. There are other Republicans who need to get in a room behind closed doors, talk it out, and say, look, 
we all have egos here, but we got to put it aside. And they should dole stuff out. DeSantis could say, all right, who wants to be Secretary of State? Who wants to be Vice President? Let's make a deal so I'm the only one running against him because that's the only way they're going to take him down. <clears throat> do you think that's how it goes? What do you I don't, think because they don't have that level of organization. They don't, and, and you have a whole bunch of giant egos. So I think what's likely is they all run, and Trump wins with like 30% of the vote. Because, you know, it's first past the post voting. If he gets 30% and the closest to him is 21% or whatever the fuck, Trump right. wins. And it's in the primary, so it's all registered Republicans. Correct. Mm. Correct. So it's an, it's an interesting situation. And Crystal and I, and, and Sagar as well, we've been having this debate back and forth. Because there was a period there after the midterm loss where there were a bunch of polls showing DeSantis up comfy on Trump. Mm. It was like DeSantis by double digits, right? And we were having the debate where I was like, no, I think DeSantis is the favorite. He is the favorite. But now, just recently, new three or four polls came out. Trump's back up double digits. Mm. And so it could be a heavyweight slugfest, but also... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I don't, I don't know if he has the balls to like jump right in and take him on. You know what I mean? Because it, he is the heir apparent. He is like diet Donald Trump in a sense. So he, pro he might feel like if I just wait till 2028, I, I could probably win it, but it, his moment is now, right? Because in the midterms, the candidates that were most Trumpy were the ones who lost. So Carrie Lake, she was denying the election left and right. She was one of Trump's yeah. favorites. She lost. Doug Mastriano ran for governor in Pennsylvania. He lost, and he was uh, he was at January 6th. He was a big-time election denier. Like, all the election deniers, all the ones who really cuddled up to Trump, those are the ones who lost. The, the, more, the more, like, old-school Republicans, like uh, Kemp in Georgia— and he's a guy who said to Trump, remember Trump said, find me 11,000 votes after 2020? Nice. That's the guy who was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that guy won his election easy in Georgia. So basically the more non-Trump Republicans. I got two tweets out in broken Twitter. One of them has a link. Did better. Mm. And so, you know, there's a real, real weakness there. And he was siloed off on Truth Social for a while. He wasn't like, he sort of lost his normie touch a little bit. You know what I mean? He was getting too, too wacky. And so DeSantis was the heir apparent, but now things are changing. Do you think that Trump comes back to all those social media platforms? Like, what is his? I read something about his deal with True Social that it might be up soon. Oh, I, I, if that's true, paper. that's interesting. I did read that he's planning on coming back to both Facebook and Twitter. Mm. I did read that. But to your point, yeah, my understanding was he had a deal with Truth Social. The whole. Yeah. Trump had some exclusivity deal because obviously if people are going to become big investors in True Social, a lot of it was hinging on the fact that this is one of the most popular Twitter accounts and a lot of the right would be deeply invested in seeing the things that Donald Trump wants to tweet on a regular basis and engaging with them and also just basing any social media platform around a potential growth model that had conservatives invested from the ground up with a very easy uh, addictive reason for people to join. Okay, that does require you to be a part of it because if you fall off and there's no Trump and you switch to Twitter... All of the people who you choose social will be like, oh, well, why don't we just go back to Twitter and, and reinstate our Twitter accounts, especially now that it's run by Elon Musk and his free speech land where all the Nazis can run the show, even though Twitter effectively has crashed, as I'm saying this out loud right now. Value of the company is tied to exactly. Trump being on it. Exactly. And so he pulls out of that. He's pissing off a lot of people who invested a lot of money in that company, which, you know, he's done shit like that in the past. So I don't see why he wouldn't do it now. But look, he kind of needs it. He needs to be back on Twitter. He needs to be back on Facebook. Right. 
kind of funny seeing everyone tweeting about this right now. What the fuck is wrong with Twitter? Hey, Elon Musk, your app is broken. Twitter gay? What? Does anyone remember when H Bomber guy raised $340,000 for trans charities while playing Donkey Kong 64? I do. Schedule this tweet from me. This is objectively hilarious. Okay, I'm not going to keep rolling the dice by scrolling just in case the next one's like a sex worker who's like, no, 40% off, get it now while Twitter is failing. And it's like, oh, well, my stream's dead. Because if he's on Twitter, that's where people are going to go. DeSantis. So, because I know you were also a fan of Bernie. Yes. And they're like polar opposites in yeah. terms of the rest of their well, policies. I'm a fan of them for different reasons. Right, yeah. You know? But I know you said that you thought he would make a good president. And there's a, a bunch of things about him that uh, I think would probably change your opinion on it. Like, for example, he thinks we should stay illegal. I feel it smells bad. Is that really his opinion that yeah. it smells mm -hmm. bad? He said it Does smells. Does not know about edibles? Quote, What's happening with Twitter? It's, uh, I don't know. There's outages and crashing and the site is down in a lot of the largest English speaking parts of the world uh, across the board. So uh, I'm assuming a lot of the servers, like, I don't know if you knew the story that once Elon Musk fired so much of the staff and then he's like, I'm just going to have a handful of coders, uh, mostly people whose visas also depend on staying there uh, and then had this ultimatum for the rest of the staff and, and fired everyone else. Uh, and then the staff shrunk and shrunk and shrunk because no one wanted to work there. What was keeping Twitter afloat uh, in large part was the European staff because the European staff still had so much worker protection that they couldn't just be freely fired in the same way that Elon had done it uh, to the uh, to the American uh, workers there. So because of that, uh, for a long time, the that staff was the ones who were doing a lot of the coding repair. Uh, and uh, basically, I'm not a coder, so I can't explain to you what this felt like. I could only tell you what it felt like from a, a usage standpoint. But the closest metaphor I kept hearing from coders was that, hey... Uh, it's like if you take a car and you stop getting engine checks, repairs, oil changes, anything. So you keep driving. So you, you will probably get to keep driving that car for a certain period of time without anything happening wrong. And then slowly but surely, things will start to change and they'll feel weird. And you'll be like, well, the windows don't roll down quite the same. And, and uh, the locks aren't working and, and the, the, the lights aren't working as well. And then eventually it'll just start going on fire and exploding and, and, and like a Tesla searching for uh, a victim it, it may just fly off the road and crash into something you know something like that until all the microservers crash ye okay so uh, that metaphor I guess was apt uh, so now it would seem like Twitter is gone maybe I can add that as a subtitle because I'm gonna I'm gonna stay abreast of this situation obviously mostly so I can say abreast um Twitter uh, hath burnt it, it'll it'll be fine it's they're putting in some API or something or shutting off some API whatever they're doing they're not able to do it without affecting the entire site uh, so there, there's that yeah uh, comments on Twitter right now. Twitter is blowing up like a Tesla. Uh, Twitter is on crack. Twitter is on that sweet, sweet, sweet. I wonder what that sweet is. Hmm. Uh, the Nazis are seething right now. That one is probably true. Yeah. Uh, can anyone see this? Does anyone see this? Why am I on this site? Called it. Yep. Not working anymore. He wants it to stay banned because of that. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Is that really his, his yeah. rationalization? Uh, Jamie, if you want, you could pull that up. Yeah, that's what it says here. But it's what? legal in Florida, or medically. It says marijuana should remain criminalized because of its putrid odor. Polling compiled by the University of North Florida showed that most Floridians want the adult use of marijuana to be legal in the Sunshine State. That's certainly 
not the case. In fact, under state law, the possession of up to 20 grams of cannabis is punished by a $1,000 fine and up to a year in prison. Okay, so uh, this is definitely the strategy. If you're looking to convince Joe Rogan of something, if you're like, hey, how do I get Joe Rogan on board to thinking that DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, is a little fash? Well, I could come in at an angle where, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, the don't say gay bill uh, actually is a little bit oppressive to LGBTQ plus people, probably wouldn't work too well. I'm going to guess. Like if you said that to Joe Rogan, if you're like, hey, Joe, I got to appeal to you when it comes to, uh, you know, perhaps uh, teaching uh, or speaking about gender in classrooms, blah, 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 because he would immediately be able to be like, oh, yeah, the don't say groomer bill. Yeah, that's to prevent grooming in schools. I, I am for that bill. I don't want groomers to groom in schools, so I'm for the don't say groomer bill. So that one wouldn't work. But if you're like, hey, Joe Rogan, uh, DeSantis doesn't like weed because he thinks like the dank stash, it doesn't smell very well. And all of a sudden you can just see like in his eyes, like something lights up, you know, and it's like, ooh, wait, what? Oh, no. Oh, hell no. No, we're not doing that. No, fuck that noise. Fuck that guy. Possession of greater amounts is a felony. So what has he said? What I don't like about it is if you go to some of these places that have done it, the stench when you're out there, I mean, it smells so putrid. I want people to be able to breathe freely. Well, that's silly. Yeah. But, that, but that's also like, like I want to know the context. Um, I want to, I want, I mean, that's a quote. Oh, I was just able to do a normal tweet. Maybe it's coming back. So adequate Emily was like, test. And I was like, hi, Emily. And, but it, it posted. That was a normal post within within a, a Twitter thread. Smell marijuana. DeSantis demurs on marijuana legalization, but can't stand the dank stank. Still says well, it's okay, out. You don't have to like the smell. You know, I mean, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that's why he wants it illegal. He just doesn't like the smell. A lot of people don't like, like the smell. But it's not legal there recreationally, right? No, not yet. No, no. It's, it's he, not legal here either. Would he sign the bill? Is the question. So coders are suggesting that because the free API access broke Twitter, you could still tweet. And this uh, explains why you can tweet by scheduling them a minute later. That could be it. Lamau, Twitter turned off API access and didn't realize that first party tweets were connected to the same API. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. What? How does this keep happening? <laughs> oh shit, what? <laughs> Like this, this really is a matter of Elon Musk just pulling cords out and pulling wires and shit like that. Is this working? Okay, <laughs> hold on. I need to. Uh, I need to have AI art. You know. Out. And it seems to me like he would, because he's a social conservative by and large. Mm. You know, like that's his perspective. Another one is he. Uh, they had a vote in Florida, a direct vote on raising the minimum wage during the 2020 election, and so Trump won the state, but 60 percent of Florida voters voted for a minimum wage increase they wanted to make it 15 mm -hmm. and leading into that desantis said don't do that i'm against doing that did he have a rationalization uh i mean i didn't see if he did but just the fact he's against it was a strike against him in my mind mm. but it did the voters voted for it and that is the law so because they had the direct vote and i don't know if he has any legal recourse so it, it's become oh, yeah the but nick cage movie don't, is running itself it. i agree with you so that was a big issue because i know you, you're a fan of yes. legal weed you're a fan of raising the minimum wage yeah um okay this is smart i know uh obviously the the usual criticisms are going to be like kyle kalinsky is not really there to challenge joe rogan just looks like he's there to talk shop and you know have a drink and enjoy himself and they're never really going to call out any of the really fucked up shit that joe rogan does you know the anti-vaccine the transphobia the racism that shit on a regular basis but um also, there is uh, 
also utility to to convincing Joe Rogan not to endorse Ron DeSantis and tell people in his audience to vote for Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis is very scary. So if he can effectively tell him, hey, by the way, Ron DeSantis uh, hates weed and you love weed, uh, I'm 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 okay with that. <laughs> He's also a big Wall Street guy. I mean, a lot of these Republicans. You don't have to look too far under the surface to find out they're all playing the same game. Game. He took twenty million from Wall Street. He did uh, five point seven billion dollars. Okay. One of the problems with like AI art is that it like sometimes looks a little too metal. I'm not what you're going. Like if I if the search was Elon Musk uh, sweaty, angrily pulling wires out and putting them back in. It kind of, it came out looking like fucking uh, a superhero Frankenstein dude, and obviously this if you posted it, every, like Elon fans are gonna be like, "Whoa, that's fucking badass!" And then you're like, "Well, that's not not what I was going for." <laughs> AI, what are you doing? This is too cool. Dollars <laughs> and tax cuts and giveaways. To I've enjoyed some clips with Joe Rogan, especially when he's surprised about how old things are or when you shouldn't eat bears. Well, that's crazy. Is this true? Just a man stumbling around sometimes. <laughs> he does have that uh, that aesthetic where it's just basically like, whoa, hey, is that true, bro? <laughs> that is so tap out. The corporations, apparently 99% of companies in uh, Florida pay no corporate income tax. So it's one of the states that corporations go to sort of... Apparently because he did that, we all have to change our logins. <laughs> Twitter is shutting down its free API. Here's what's going to break. Uh, of all the once unthinkable changes Elon Musk had made since taking over Twitter, pulling the rug out from under development might seem relatively minor. After banning third-party clients without warning, Twitter has announced that it will no longer allow any developers to use its APIs for free. So far, Twitter's communicated very little about the changes. Yeah, they, they don't really do that. Twitter can charge $100 a month with ID verification. Trust your ID. You know how things are going down in Twitter right now? You know it's a really good time. Throw your personal... Get your SIM card out. Why not, you know? How could anything go wrong? Fucking give them all the information. Give them everything about you, you know? Take a picture, give them your fucking fingerprint, upload it all right now, and then pay them. Pay them for the privilege of them fucking it up. Uh, change logins for acts where you signed in with Twitter. Nuke your tweets. There are a lot of good reasons to delete your old tweets, but if you haven't already, your window for easily doing so is closing. If you want to wipe your tweet history, check out these things. Note that there's a handful of subscription-based tweets. It may be a good idea to hold off on the paid service for now until it's clear whether or not any of these apps will continue. Eh, if I was going to be completely canceled for my tweets, I, I delete a lot of the tweets that, like, I agree with people that... Uh, is not fair as uh, you know these were objectively like you're talking about something you or you misunderstood an article I usually delete those tweets so I'm not worried about you know those coming back to haunt me and I'm being like but what about this tweet from two years ago like yeah I, I called you space Karen I'm proud of that uh, everything else unfortunately Twitter will charge developers to access this API starting February 9th so you know the thing is some will major ones will a lot of the small little indie ones uh won't any, any of the cool ones or the open source ones they're, they're gonna be like no we, we don't we can't afford to pay you this money like he is he's pulling the copper out of the walls i hope everyone realizes this in the digital form it's like uh yeah no I, I can make up for a whole bunch of losses from all my advertisers leaving if i just get people to sign up for check marks everyone's gonna want to get those check marks because it's a meme on 4chan and reddit uh is, is that like the blue liberals and the woke they all have the check so they think they're right so wouldn't it be funny if cat turd had a check mark lol and it's like that's a really inside joke that's going to appeal to the far right alone that's not going to translate into the deficit you will create by allowing nazis back on the site because that's ultimately what's happening right here right 
that you you let all the Nazis back on. And everyone told you, if you let all the Nazis back on, a lot of these brands are going to be like, nah. Because you're not a big part of their branding sales. Like In terms of like how much do we spend on uh, New York Times Square, boards and posters, Super Bowl commercials, and then Twitter, you're really, really low. For them to be able to be like, oh shit, they just need to tell one tech guy, hey, can you pause those ad campaigns? Just hit the pause button until we figure out what's going on. And then lo and behold, uh, Elon Musk is like, uh, okay, witness me, pulls his pants down, shits all over everything, and then everyone's like, okay, well, this is not great. This is not what I'd want to put money in. All the Nazis come back. The fucking Stormfront dude is here. Like, Nick Fuentes was on and then went on Twitter spaces and then just fucking was all like, oh, Hitler, blah, 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 he was so based, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy shit, okay, well, uh, yeah, uh, mute, uh, turn Nick Fuentes back off. Maybe that was a bad idea. We, we may have gone too far. But what does Cat Turd think? Because Cat Turd does have a blue check mark, and that's pretty keck. You got to admit, it's pretty keck that Cat Turd has a blue check mark. Not a lot of people outside of the right know who Cat Turd is. It's kind of this like massive boomer account of a dude who's like obsessed with fucking fart porn. Like it's a fart porn, uh, like uh, you know, person who that got revealed through his like tweeting and shit like that. He's really. Either way, it's not something that anyone was really that owned. Like the the ownage where it's like, nah, this will fucking you know the liberal tears shall flow. A lot of people were like, I don't know who the fuck Cat Turd is. I, I I don't know if I would have ever been exposed to Cat Turd had it not been for Elon creating that new tab where it's like the Mortal Kombat tab. The one where everyone's always mad and fighting each other, you know? Like, because of that one, I now know who Cat Turd is. I'm like, I, I saw his posts and all that kind of shit. Otherwise, I have no idea what the fuck is going on, you know? Uh, I, that That's what Elon Musk brought to all of this. And remember, he was feuding with Disney. Remember when he was feuding with Disney? And he was like, you know, you guys are fucking woke and this has got to stop. But he let them keep a $578 million tax break at the same time. And at, at that same time, he also did a $1 billion tax hike on regular Floridians with uh, a new sales tax. Well, the, the amount of business that Disney must be bringing into Florida is insane. Right. I mean, they own Orlando. Which is all the reason they don't need more of a subsidy, right? Like, yeah. let them fuck it. They'll, they'll be able to swim. They're not going to sink. Like, let them, let them be. What do you think that is? Do you think there's just some financial chicanery, some behind the scenes? I think if you're the governor of Florida and you know how big Disney is, mm -hmm. you might talk a game every now and then of like, yeah, we, we, don't, you know, we don't like these guys or whatever. They're too woke. But when push comes to shove... I don't remember He's what that was in regard to, the woke thing. I don't recall. It was a very specific instance. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't remember it either. But there right. was a, there was, he had a big fight with them, but ultimately he gave them their tax break. Uh, and then the other thing is, so there's a big sugarcane industry in Florida. And oh, nice they lead to a lot this. of pollution because they do yes. these things called burn fields. Mm. It's part of like the, the process of, involved with uh, the sugarcane. Good for you, Kyle. And um, he came in. And shielded them from any legal accountability, so people can't sue from them pollution? over that. Yeah. So, uh, and the Florida Republican Party took a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar contribution from the sugarcane industry, and then in turn he uh, protected them from uh, legal liability. And when you're saying pollution, it was the Don't Say Gay Bill. Well, here's the thing: if you talk about the Don't Say Gay Bill with Joe Rogan for any extended period of time, you're not going to win him over in that 
argument. He has been so brainwashed that there's this thing that's from the top on down known as the woke mind virus that is corrupting institutions and especially academia and schools and is working its way all the way down into culture and art. And now we're all being uh, trying to be force, forcefully wokeified and all that kind of shit. So he's he's just going to circle back on nonsense. And I don't think that Kyle even has the tool set to start going into like, well, actually, when it comes to this, there's all these studies that show the exact opposite of what you're just saying, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's it's more important for him to, to not like DeSantis by the end of this segment you know it's more important for him to be like oh, okay so ronda scientist doesn't like weed no he doesn't like weed joe and then have joe go fuck dog that sucks i like weed i know joe i know i know you like weed you said it quite a bit it's quite a big part of your personality you're on weed right now i see you smoking weed in front of me so i know you like it and because of that he doesn't what do you think well maybe i don't like him that's right that's right. Good job, Joe. We, we, we've done something here. There's particulates in the atmosphere uh, because of the burning? Yeah, they say that because of those uh, sugarcane burn fields, there's increased risk of cancer and red tide. Have you heard of red tide in Florida? That's the ocean red tide? Yeah, there's some weird ocean red tide thing. Apparently, the sugar cane, burning of the sugarcane helps lead to that as well, along with, like you said, the particulate matter, which could lead to cancer. The the burning of it that's like a common agricultural approach, right? Where they yeah. they mm -hmm. do they do that to sort of uh, revigorize the that's not a word, but reinvigorate re yeah. the um, the soil, right? The topsoil is that what yeah. they're doing? I mean, there's some industrial reason why they do it, yeah. but I think there was conversation around, hey, we got to regulate this, we have to make it. Mm. Uh, you know, we got to lower the cancer rate. We got to lower the red tide. We got to figure this out. And, and there's a direct correlation between those burns and cancer cancer instances. Yeah, there's a lot of health problems around those things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So there's there's uh he's he's quite the opposite of Bernie. I think he's very he's he's an establishment Republican who's good at PR. Basically, I think he's positioned himself. So there's po there's two parts of politics. There's politics and there's policy. On the politics front, I think he's actually plotted his way around brilliantly, where, you know, he is the heir apparent to Donald Trump, and there's a chance he could even beat Donald Trump in a, in a Republican primary. Um, and honestly, I think any Democrat should fear him over Trump in a general election. I think even half-dead Joe Biden can can defeat Trump again. Given really? That I do, so? yeah. Yeah, well, to see, the problem is... Trump has siloed himself off and he's he can't shut up about the 2020 election. It's rigged, mm. it's stolen, it's, you know, and it's he comes across as whiny. True. And the Republicans under his leadership True. got wiped out in the 2018 midterms. They got wiped out in the 2020 uh, main election and they got wiped out in the 2022 midterms. Well, people either love him or they hate him. And, and the, I don't think that there's as much polarity when it with, comes to DeSantis. That's right. DeSantis has a much better chance of gaining back some of the moderates that kind of fled yeah, when, they you know, just want conservative economic policies. Right. Yeah. And so uh, so I think he's a, he would be a good general election candidate. But in terms of how he governs, it would be George W. Bush. It would be George H.W. Bush. It would be Trump. It'd be all the same stuff. Tax cuts for the wealthy, super serve Wall Street, keep the military industrial complex going. Mm. Who do you like if Biden drops out? Uh, the only person I'm interested in at the moment is Marianne Williamson. Because there's some chatter about she might primary Joe Biden. And mm. I would love that. Because, look, the problem with Biden, there's a lot of problems with Biden. But, like, ideologically, the problem is he has no grand vision, right? Like, there is no, here's what I'm trying to do. Here's what I'm trying to get. You had me until that. Because, no. Um, no, there's much 
much stronger candidates. She's cool. She's cool. She, I mean, she's been on the show before. I've, talk, I've spoken to her. She seems like a very, very genuine, honest, and uh, caring person. But I, I just feel that there is also a lot of easily defeatable baggage there, unfortunately. And a lot of the more spiritual stuff, the, the kind of the crystals and stuff, some of that is just exaggeration. Some of it is like there's enough video footage of her giving meditation ceremonies and stuff like that where they could ramp that up and, and I think very easily destroy that image. To here's the ideal. It's very like, I call him a status quo manager. It's like, I'll do some tweaks around the edges here and there. We'll make some things a little bit better here and there. But he's also dead, right? Like he's a zombie. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Marianne Williamson, who I think she, she is would run in the spirit of FDR. She would say, we got to go back to the Democratic Party used to be the workers' party. It used to look out for people, and we need to get back to that. So we mm. need to do things like universal health care. We need to do things like universal education. We need to have uh, higher wages. And, and that's more my politics. So right now, she's the only one I'm interested in. There's a decent chance that she challenges Biden. And I think that'll be interesting be for this reason. Um, polls show over 60% of Democrats are like, we're, we don't, we're done. We're done with this. Yeah, we got to come on. We got to move on from this. What do you do? You buy into this idea that that's one of the reasons why they keep finding these classified documents? Oh, see, I'm trying to push him. I out? think it's incompetence, to be honest. Really? I think you have a it's a it's a fun theory. Like, it's interesting yeah. to think about. Right. Um, but I think the Democratic establishment kind of realizes that she would lose horribly. Yeah, no, that's that that would definitely not be where I would put um, my enthusiasm. I mean, I know I'm a Canadian, so I technically will not ever have a say in this regard, but they need him because Kamala's worse. Yeah, Kamala, I Which think, is has wild, wild, right? <sighs> Kamala's worse. Mayor Pete is worse. Yeah, these are people who are more unpopular than Biden. Yeah, they would rather take a half dead Joe Biden then take one of those and roll the dice. What about Newsom? Uh, Newsom, so Newsom is plotting like he wants to run, but he would never primary Biden. He's a good little Democrat and he'll fall in line and go through the process and he'll think 2028 is my time. Mm. That's what he'll think. But, you know, a lot of these people are secretly waiting in the wings for Biden to croak and Which then he would step in. Absolutely, it could, absolutely it could happen. And then, then Newsom would run in 2024. So, but he's, he's trying to, you know, he's starting to edge his way in there mm. which and again for him i think he he would have a better chance than a kamala or a mayor pete but i still think he's he's got the slimy politician feel to it there's a lot of stuff to pick apart in his record as you accurately yeah. pointed out i mean there's just look this is the era of the outsider it's the era of the outsider trump ran as an outsider he won right biden was the return to normal guy like okay Trump's guy's getting a little crazy let's go back in this direction yeah. but it's still the era of the outsider there's people still want something fresh something different something from outside of the political system to come in and bring about real change it's not like politics used to be where it's like if you're the most buttoned up if you're the most clean if it's your turn then it's your turn now it's more like holy shit this is fucking crazy <laughs> all hell's right. breaking loose let's get some people with good ideas in there who are actually smart Okay, interesting. Some parts were pretty good. I thought he did actually do a good job of steering away from DeSantis, but yeah, that Marianne Williamson part was, uh, what? Decriminalized drugs, deep state, gets rid of people who make them look bad. What? It was always going to be this messy when you get out. I like, don't know if that's was, true. I do think it's true, because everything, there's so much money invested in staying over there. Yes. I mean, there's Raytheon, Boeing, Halliburton, yes. all these people are making so much money staying there, and there's, I guarantee you, not a single staffer of Biden's was telling him, hey, you're right about this. They were all telling him, D don't do it. Don't get out. You're causing a political headache for yourself. And he did because the media hammered him and then his approval rating dropped, even though that was an issue where if you polled people beforehand, like 60, 70, 80 percent of the country was like, yeah, we need to get out of Af Afghanistan. Yeah. So it's one thing where he actually stood up to the deep state. 
He stood up to the military industrial complex and then he got shit on relentlessly for it. I understand it was a mess, but the alternative is staying there 10 more years, 20 more years, 30 more years. I mean, we got uh, our infrastructure is crumbling here. Why are we spending uh, trillions of dollars over there? Yeah, I don't think anybody disagree. Anybody reasonable disagrees with that. I think the, the reasonable perspective is, was there a way to get those American citizens out first? Yeah, and should uh, well, that have been done? A should... lot of them did get out. Jamie, if you could look this up if you want. I remember that. So the worst thing that happened was the attack as we were leaving. It, there was some like ISIS attack on an airport. And then what Biden did was super fucked up because he said, oh, we're going to attack them back. And he did a drone strike in a, on a house and said, oh, we got the ISIS guys. Mm -hmm. And then it came out that was all they were innocent civilians. Yeah, they just bombed innocent civilians. What are the numbers on, on drones? The dr drones innocence to uh, actual people they're trying to target. Is so we know it. We know so what it is. Nuts. There's a guy by the name of Daniel Hale who um, worked for the government, and he was a whistleblower. And he showed the numbers under Obama were were killing 90 percent the wrong people. <sighs> or Katie Porter. And so he released that, and you know what happened? They put his ass in jail. Why? Because he's leaking classified information. Oh, okay. So they put him in jail. And he's then, by the way, jail now? yes, he's in jail right now. And and the people who actually were doing the drone strikes and killing ninety percent the wrong people, they are not in jail. <sighs> I know that's a rough one. I you know, pardon Daniel Hale, commute Daniel Hale sent. It's like get him out of there. It, it's a he's right up there with Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, like all these names that a lot of people know. Where it's like, hey, they're kind of getting a raw deal here. This guy Daniel Hale is right up there. Do you think that with all the information that's available now and these narratives that do get discussed, like what you're saying, what we're, we're talking about, what you talk about on your show, that more people are informed of that now, so it makes it more difficult for them to do that, and ultimately that stuff will diminish over time? It's just the people with actual power don't give much of a fuck of what I have to say or others like me have to say. But they give a or... fuck about the American people. If the American people don't vote them in anymore because they're upset about that. Well, this is more what we call the deep state. So CIA, yeah. like the people behind the scenes, the Pentagon, the people who are sort of there from administration to administration and they're yeah. not dependent on elections. Like these are the people who th they throw the book at a guy like that, you yeah. know? Because if you leak something that makes them look good, yeah. it's fine that you just leak classified information. You leak something that makes them look bad like Daniel Hale did and they'll rain holy hell on you. It's very disturbing when you find out these egregious missteps of justice where people get imprisoned for leaking information and discussing information or or the Stephen Dozinger case. Oh yes, that guy. We've we've had him on Crystal Kyle and Friends. Amazing story. Crazy. Yeah. He basically is like if you really get down to the bottom line Explain here. Explain to people what happened. Yeah, so he was imprisoned for basically showing how I think it was Chevron, one of the big oil companies flat out poisoned, I think it was Peru. At least Kyle isn't completely disappointed as Anna was on Shapiro. Oh man, that was sad. That was one of those moments where it's like, I don't feel like you are pulling Ben Shapiro's audience or yourself further leftward. I feel like they're pulling you further rightward. Um, yeah, no, this is good. I, I've actually enjoyed almost every one of Kyle Kalinske's appearances on Rogan. Um, Pac-Man 2, actually. Um, mainly because they know how to speak Rogan, you know? Uh, like... Getting into a debate with Joe Rogan over trans issues that Adam Conover did, uh, you could tell that like Joe Rogan just turned into full hate speech asshole Joe Rogan mode, right? Where he's just straight up like, uh, oh, I gotta own you, Jamie, pull up the stats, they're, they're, they're actually blah, 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 women shouldn't compete in men's sports, biological men, biological women, blah, blah, uh, and like he just, because like, as much as they talk about the woke mind virus infecting people, the truth of the matter is, 
it seems like everyone who goes down this like transphobia pathway ends up having to believe in a whole bunch of other nonsense anti-vax hysteria climate change hysteria like all, all these things where they're like they're they're suddenly believing that uh, sorry climate change denial hysteria uh they're suddenly believing in a whole bunch of things that mainstream media and just mainstream science and scientific consensus have been like hey by the way this is reality and then it's like well if you're lying about that if you're lying about gender, which I know is the penis and the vagina, so if it's not penis, vagina, boy, girl, then what the fuck? Uh, maybe everything's a lie. Maybe maybe there's a deep state. Maybe the Jewish question is real. Maybe the earth is flat. Which is like they just seem to go down this poisonous well of, of asshole toxicity. And yeah, it sucks, but it, it, like, it, it all starts to, to gather together. And it's actually really good that uh, the Stephen Dunninger uh, case is being talked about on Joe Rogan's show because this is actually an awesome power to the people, uh, fucking big defeat of uh, corporate energy America. You might want to fact check me on that. I'm not sure it was Peru, but it was one South American country. They basically like poisoned the water supply there. They were doing all these terrible practices, polluting yep. everything. And he stood up against them in court and won. And then basically... You know, the Empire struck back and went after him. And <laughs> Breaking news, everyone. Twitter places limits on tweet frequency. That's not a glitch. Impacting business and individual accounts. The company said it will now limit users to a maximum of 2,400 tweets a day. But users reported being prevented from tweeting far below that limit. <laughs> First off, 2,400. Is this going to save? <laughs> All right, I got it. What if people could tweet less? Well, sir, actually, it turns out that the majority of people who generate the content, the people go on the website to see and use your app, which you need them to do, because eyeballs on your app is how you generate either more shareholders, well, it's not even public, so more value for the company, but more importantly, advertiser revenue. And then it's like, well, we need to limit those people. We'll limit them to 2,400 tweets per day, which is absurd because no one tweets 2,400 tweets per day unless they're a bot. Uh, that being said, people are now all saying that like their tweets aren't working. <laughs> The limit should have been 69, 420. Big miss. Big miss. Matt Walsh, someone is going to fact check me, Kyle Clancy. Please fact check me. <laughs> Twitter on Wednesday began placing limits on the frequency of tweets and account consent, with users operating both individual and business accounts receiving error messages about exceeding the daily limit for sending tweets. The company now, under Elon Musk, is placing limits to the number of direct messages that tweets can uh, that a user can send per day, according to a page on Twitter's Help Center site. The daily tweet limit is 2400, but the site notes the daily limit is further broken down for smaller limits to semi-hourly intervals. It's not immediately clear how many tweets are allowed within the semi-hourly interval, and individual business accounts clean the Hollywood like everything you are doing is making the site worse objectively worse people are like in droves your own fans like you should have realized this once the right turned on you once you had the entirety of the right in desperate measures lock their accounts every one of them my account my account my engagement and they all locked their accounts in unison because they like they thought it was some kind of life hack They're like oh will i get my old numbers back they're like okay let's try this because it's weird it's weird to have an account like like I, even even for me an account my size where i'll make two or three tweets and then like those ones don't get put on whatever traction machine sends some of them and then the next one will get like 10,000 and then you're like wait what the fuck and it's like 200 <laughs> you're like, well I mean engagement used to be sometimes things weren't as popular as others but it wasn't like whoop 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 like, they, like that like something is going on behind the scenes that isn't right <laughs> this is wild so they're placing limits on tweets that's official they don't have a formal communication team so you can't find out what's really going on 
Uh, you can send a maximum of 500 direct messages per day on 400 accounts per day. Individual users can follow up to 5,000. And his idea is that, like, people are now going to pay for the things they once had. Like, everyone in droves is going to be like, oh, God, the site sucks now. I want the old Twitter. Yes, I'll give you whatever you whatever it takes. Please help me, Daddy Elon. <laughs> Again, the majority of Twitter users are not on Twitter generating Twitter content. This is like, so many people tried to explain this from the get-go. It's like, so Twitter is actually a site that is dominated by what are called power users, which is about less than 10% of its entirety. The rest, the 90% who use the app, they want to read the shit that the, it's, it's like a publishing house. It's a digital publishing house. And yes, it's always been stratified because people with bigger accounts have more power on the site, but it also gives the plebs the ability to finally speak to the super famous people and call them out on their shit. That's one of the only cool things that Twitter has always done. So uh, like all these celebrities can come out, like James Woods could be like, ah, I love teenage girls. And then a whole bunch of people can be like, that's super gross, James Woods. Shame on you. Why would you say that? Uh, that? That was like the only cool thing. But those superpower accounts, they're not going to start paying you for the privilege of using your publishing house so you can make more money. Like they're not all going to be like, oh, so you want me to give you money to be able to keep using this thing that is supposed to benefit me? Nah. And that's why the blue thing didn't work. Because, yeah, it's a meme, and, yeah, a handful of people who couldn't get one otherwise would pay for it, but that's such a small amount of Twitter users. Like, you probably thought in your head, well, there's, like, almost, what, 219 million Twitter users, so surely if even 1% or 5% converted, I would I would have an amazing amount of money there. That would really make a windfall. It's like a subscription service. I don't have to really worry and be at the whims of the advertisers. It's, it's like, it's so nuts that... So many people, uh, me, I, I'm not a coder. I, I don't know anything about this, uh, but I was able to see the writing on the wall just by reading it. So were tons and tons of other people. So many good, uh, you know, tech journalists were like, this will be a disaster, piece by piece. It didn't happen in the timeline some people predicted. It didn't happen as quickly as everyone thought it might, but it's still happening. It, it's still just watching this decaying train wreck <laughs> just fall apart. He ended up in prison. Yeah. Basically for blowing the whistle on this and getting it's it's capping for you can only follow five thousand people. This is so wild. Yeah. So here it is. Ecuador, Ecuador, I'm sorry, there you go. Not Peru. So Dozinger, uh an American attorney known for his legal battles with Chevron, uh, particularly uh Anguinda versus Texaco Inc. and other cases which he represented over thirty thousand farmers and indigenous people who suffered environmental damage and health problems caused by the oil drilling He's so based. in the like an actual hero. Lago Agrio oil field of Ecuador. The Ecuadorian court awarded the plaintiffs nine point five billion dollars. Yeah. Eleven point five billion in twenty twenty one dollars in damages which led Chevron to withdraw its assets from Ecuador and launch legal action against Dozinger in the US. In two thousand eleven, Chevron so this has been going on for twelve fucking years, filed a RICO anti corruption suit against Dozinger, which is wild in New York City. The case was heard by US District Judge Louis A. Kaplan, who determined that the ruling of the Ecuadorian court could not be enforced in the U.S. because it was procured by fraud, bribery, and racketeering activities. Now that's all bullshit, just so everybody knows. There was no fraud, no bribery, no racketeering. What happened was the people who were corrupt went after him and said he was corrupt, yeah. and the judge was corrupt who put him behind bars, and he just recently got out. Yeah. But this guy went through fucking hell because he exposed that Chevron was flat out poisoning people. It's great. So he was placed under house arrest in 2019 while waiting trial on charges of criminal contempt of court, which arose during his appeal against Kaplan's RICO decision when he refused to turn over electronic devices he owned to Chevron's forensic experts. 
In July 2021, U.S. District Judge Loretta Preska found him guilty, and Dozinger was sentenced to six months in jail in October 2021. While Dozinger was under house arrest in 2020, 29 Nobel laureates described the actions taken by Chevron against him as judicial harassment. Human rights campaigners called Chevron's actions an example of strategic lawsuit against public participation. Uh, slap lawsuit. In uh, April 2021, six members of Congressional Progressive Caucus demanded that the Department of Justice review Dozinger's case. In September 2021, the United Nations High Count High Commissioner of Human Rights stated that the pretrial detention... Um, some of the top trending uh, hashtags right now, Twitter down, Twitter DMs. <laughs> Twitter DMs, I can see a lot of people being like, oh God, what's happening? Is Twitter breaking for everybody else? Imposed on Dozinger was illegal. Uh, Tesserae, thank you very much for the prime. And called for his release, having spent 45 days in prison and a combined total of 993 days under house arrest. Dozinger was released on April 25th, 2022. So let me also add. So yes, he spent 993 days under house arrest. Now the actual laws they're accusing him of breaking, it would have been like a max. I'm going to butcher this, but it was like a month or something. So they kept him under house arrest for 993 days, then he actually went to jail, but even if he had gotten a max sentence, if he had the trial right away, it would have been like a month or something like that. And more importantly, what that does is it scares the fuck out of anybody that's thinking about doing something that's like the that point. in the future. That's exactly the point. The empire will strike back. This is the impact of money on politics. Yeah. This is the way our system works. I mean, when you have giant corporations and billionaires pay the politicians in campaign contributions, then when those politicians get in there, they're going to represent the corporations and the billionaires and not the will of the people. I mean, you could look at any public opinion poll and it will tell you some very clear preferences among Democrats, Republicans, among everybody, and we don't get those things into law. The stuff that goes into law is a new tax break or subsidy for a giant corporation or another bailout for Wall Street. Like, that's the stuff that's prioritized because that's what these people are, who these people are getting paid by. Like Nancy Pelosi, for example, she has like an 18% approval rating. She was the, a leader of the Democrats for so long, all because she raised the most money. She has the most connections with the corporations and the billionaires. And so that's why yeah. she's at the top, the top of the party. It's not because she actually has people who like her and support her. Yeah, it's spooky. <laughs> I feel you contributed very little to this conversation, show in all the clips. Do you enjoy the surfs, but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free. Just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Juice. We shall spend many a generations building mighty cathedrals in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your oafish jesters, here to offer you a laugh at any opportunity. To our brave knights of the round table, Rachel Kay, Izzy Solidarity, Victoria Bell, Sebastian Demel, Mark Harmon, Benji Arnie, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Everything Important, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Doug Katie, Daniel Sutton, Jenna Tao, Dark Puppy, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, Multimondi, Trevbot EXE, Brian Ephraim, Athropofojak, 
Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Nkosin, Ralph Parler, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our valiant heroes off to fight injustice everywhere.